Yeah, and this is the sound of black and brown. And let me tell you all, today I'm gonna I'm gonna be pushing the envelope. Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate the solidarity. Let me start by saying this. Malcolm X said that the media is the most powerful entity on earth. Okay. He also went on to say that the media has the power to make the innocent guilty and make the guilty innocent. Well, let me tell you all something. That is happening right here, right now. Now, just yesterday, I was joined by a good friend, comrade, sister, sister in the struggle, Ms. Rhonda Caldwell, who has recently been the brunt of gaslighting um, because she opted to step down from her role as uh, a police commission chair. Now, she did this in a very friendly and professional manner. However, however, if you were to read the New Haven Register, it doesn't seem that way. In fact, if anything, the reporting done by Megan Friedman is quite biased and not in favor of the black woman. Of course not. It's in favor of, who do you think? white people. Now, I don't know about you, but in my opinion, the white media is the new lynching tree. Here's what I know from information shared with me since speaking on the topic. There have been email exchanges which show that Ms. Caldwell, you know, had not violated anything. She made attempts to try to work the situation out. Really what this was about was having a meeting. These people were not meeting as scheduled. Um, and then now suddenly they are challenging her departure in so many different stupid, petty, nonsensical, I'm running out of adjectives, asinine, narcissistic, nepotistic, white savior, white liberal, you name it, white supremacist ways. Why would they do that? Well, let me tell you something in case you didn't know. Well-behaved women seldom make history. That's right. That's it. You know, you don't always have the well-behaved women not making history. I mean, if you're well-behaved, how would anything get challenged? And what does well-behaved really mean? Does it mean that I do things the white way at the white time in the white way? Here is this black woman, a single black woman, a single parent black woman, okay? And she has dedicated her being to ending white supremacy. I mean, at all levels, you know, she should have, as a citizen born in the United States, one would think, that she would have the right to freedom of speech. But no, that isn't how it goes. Because aside from these blasphemous articles in the New Haven Register, she is also victim to the gaslighting which is occurring on the Hamden Crime Watchers page. I mean, these people get away with it. You know, far be from us as black and brown people to be able to speak in our own way. You know, like the minute we start to talk and share our thoughts 
and, you know, say how we feel, it's a problem. It's a big, 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 big problem. So, you know, I mean, I don't know what else to say here, right, other than to say, you know, this is ridiculous. And, you know, what makes it worse is that on top of it, there's an audience, right? So just like back then, it's still happening now. See, this is what you all need to understand. The slavery never ended. It just got revised. This woman, Rhonda, my friend, my sister, and without even saying that, just a good human being, she didn't sit there and say, hey, F y'all, I'm leaving. That's not what happened. But that's not what's being told because according to my credible sources, in truth and in fact, when she attempted to have meetings with others on the commission, it was problematic. In fact, let me just say this. Here's the thing that I learned about that commission, right, the police commission of Hamden. It's really um, completely pointless because what's the point of having a dedicated, alleged, allegedly, um, a dedicated group of individuals whose job it is to provide oversight on the policing? What is the point of having that entity if um, not only are most involved are linked with the mayor, but also most involved are linked with the police department? Isn't that kind of hypocritical? How would you be able to provide objective oversight if you do not have that objectivity, right? How are you supposed to do that? How are you supposed to change what's happening if you allow a white woman to sit on the same commission and make comments about people's hair and say nothing? How is that even okay? Why is this woman, according to my sources, another member of the police commission, um, I think Elaine Dove, I believe the name is, allegedly, probably not allegedly, because this person should be quite the character, okay? And apparently she had made some not-so-nice comments about the hair. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even say this without being like, what the fuck? She made comments about black women's hair and nothing was done. And this person is also being allowed to participate in policing decision making. How does that help me figure that out? How does that make sense to you? How does that, you know, how does that solve the problem? I, I need to understand. I need to somebody needs to give me some clarity here because what what it seems like that's happening in my opinion. Just as Malcolm said, let me let me rewind that statement there. Again, our brother the dearly departed, Malcolm X said, the media is the most powerful entity on earth. The media has the power to make the innocent guilty and make the guilty innocent. And that is exactly what's happening right now. Okay, the media. And this is why we must control the media. We, meaning black and brown people, we must have our own credible sources of information. We need to, you know, get away from depending on their sources because guess what? Their sources tell their version of the story they want out there. Their sources is how they're able to malign and 
misrepresent and misstate information. Now, let me go back to this lady here at the New Haven Register, Megan Freeman. What pisses me off royally is that I happen to also be aware that said journalist um, alleged, you know, was supposedly to have a great rapport with Rhonda um, to the extent that you know, she would exchange information with her so that she would get credible stories and help her out. But when you read this article, so let me go to the article. So there's a couple articles um, from last week, the most recent being what was published on July 8th, which uh, the title is, Tensions Proceeded Hamden Police Board Chairs Resignation, Email Show. Now, here's why this is problematic. It's problematic for a couple of reasons. It's problematic because let me try to find the other one. Um, not so long ago, I believe it was on the 3rd, there was an article which preceded that article. Oh, actually, it was on July 4th. Look at that. On the day of our alleged independence. See, this is why what Frederick Douglass said, what to the slave is the 4th of July. It rains today. I tell you, if you haven't done it, you need to get your hands on that speech. What to the slave is the 4th of July. You will find out that from that speech is a lot of what he says still, still, still matters today, okay? Now, on July 4th, Megan Friedman wrote an article titled, Hamden Police Commission Chair Rhonda Callow Abruptly Resigned. She put Rhonda's picture up there, and she made sure she put Rhonda's entire name up there. If that's not gaslighting, what is? You tell me. Because it's kind of interesting you know, when other people do things like, I don't know, get rid of public records when a FOIA is sent in, you know, you don't see that happening. Where, where's that at? I don't see that. If it's there, send it to me. Okay. Now, right, back in 2021, Megan Friedman wrote about Hamden Police Commission could get a makeover providing enhanced civilian oversight. Megan Friedman, the person who wrote this current article that I'm referring to, also wrote this back on May 24, 2021. Now, yesterday, Rhonda and I spoke about this trend of the woke white people where they will use the black and brown community to exploit it for their own benefit, case in point, the current mayor of Hamden. Because let me tell you something. If you go back to May 24, 2021, when this article was written, which, by the way, is a perfect example of what I refer to, had it not been for someone like Rhonda, Megan would not have had access to that story. Why? Because, you know, Rhonda and others wanted the information to get out there. So citing this individual as being someone who would be objective and put the words of the people out there, that's how that goes. Me personally, I don't trust the New Haven Register. I find it to be quite biased. I'm mostly, you know, in favor of the white people. So that to me is not media for me, right? Would I glance at it every now and again? Maybe. But would I read it a lot? You know, no. Now, back on May 24, 2021, Megan wrote that article. Let's fast forward. April 19, 2022, Megan writes another article. Hamden Police Commission Department Clash Over Release of Records. Now, I just mentioned... I just mentioned that when other people did something relative to the police, 
their pictures and their names were not mentioned, you know, highlighted in the same manner. Let me read, uh, peruse this article with you all. So this was written, let's look at the date here. This was written by Megan Friedman, April 19th, 2022. And it starts off with, a police commissioner seeking the release of police department records has filed a complaint with the Freedom of Information Commission over the town's delay into disclosing documents he requested in February. Now, the story is about the FOIAs that we had mentioned, right? Um, and, you know, the fact that this information was requested and seemingly by mistakes, the mayor destroyed it. Boy, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you I am. But there's just something that you don't do. There's just some things that you don't do. That doesn't sound very accidental to me. That's like me, um, you know, seeing myself and just falling. I just fall. Not that I tripped on anything, but I just decided to do it. That's what it seems. It doesn't seem like it wasn't planned. Okay? Now, to go on. The move comes as the police commission grapples with its role in overseeing the department. Board member Daniel Dunn filed a complaint one day after a public meeting at which he and colleagues expressed frustration with their inability to access civilian complaints and internal affairs documents. Now, this article is being written by Megan Friedman. Notes so far, and I know Daniel, and this is not his fault either. Okay, let me just make that clear. You know, he is not black. He is not brown. Okay, white. And in this article, he's requesting, it's been, you know, you're hearing about him requesting the articles and challenging the system. You don't see his picture up there highlighted. You don't see his name spelled out. You don't even see the mayor's name spelled out. Okay, right. And, and it goes on into, you know, what Daniel did that he, you know, appealed to have the records. He filed a complaint, right? Um, and it just goes on into saying that, you know, allegedly these were going to be released. Now, that was back in April, so let's keep digging. Now, this is Megan Friedman, and this is leading up to now. Back on November 6, 2022, here's Megan Friedman again. Union contract keeps Hamden Police Commission from viewing some complaints against cops. Now, this is important because one of the allegations being made or being formulated against Ms. Caldwell is that she was not, you know, productive, proactive. She just woman couldn't do nothing right. I mean, you have another commissioner, uh, commission chair, whatever they call themselves, talking about people's hair, and that's being allowed. But the black woman who's actually trying to change things and coming up into these different roadblocks, you know, the failure of the city to promptly address this, the failure of the city to promptly release the records, that's not getting played up, right? But her, her being is what's being played up. I mean, this is gaslighting at its finest. So let's look at this article. Again, this is from November 6, 2022. Union contract uh, keeps Hamden Police Commission from viewing some complaints against cops. This is written by Megan Friedman. All right, so let's click this. Mm -hmm. 
and it starts off with. Right now, you're going to notice again. You're going to notice again the change in the tone. Right? The change in the tone. Okay? It, it's just, this is just absolutely ridiculous because in comparison to how she wrote about Rhonda, this is just a perfect, perfect, perfect example. See, this is what I hate with the record. It's always, always, always problematic. Now I can't even access the damn record. Maybe Megan knows I'm looking at it and she's gatekeeping me. I don't know. I doubt that. It's just the the register being its usual bullshit self. Okay, let's see here. So anyway, that article goes into the obstacle of them attempting to obtain the records now because of the union contract. Now this is important because in the most current article Megan wrote, which is targeted at Rhonda, it's being alleged that, you know, she should have been um, up for re-election, that she exceeded her term. Now, one would think if that were true. Why is it coming up now? If you're running into all these different barriers and you're noticing like, okay, there's a union contract that's affecting the police commission, there are Got a request being made that is affecting the police commission. At what point do you say as a commission, wait a minute, wait a minute, why are they not respecting our existence, right? Because you would think that if the police commission is vested in what it allegedly is invested to, it would want to get these records straight. It would want to see this thing through to the end. But instead, it's been quite the opposite. We have everything here from sidebar conversations, which are very passive aggressive, which are not being quoted, cited properly. Lots of misrepresentation of fact. In fact, this entire article, as I would learn from speaking to the victim um, who's been dragged, as we say, Miss Caldwell, speaking to her. You know, she wasn't even given her due process. And even more than that, right, the fact that, again, as I previously stated, you know, she, this wasn't like ill intent. You know, she had decided she wanted to move on. She had realized that, you know, maybe my time here, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be here no more. I mean, that's valid. There's times when I don't want to be places. And I decide, hey, I don't want to be here, and I do it respectfully, and I leave. She did that, so why are we attempting to smear her in the paper, Megan? Why Why is that okay? And why are you helping with that? Hmm? Do you realize, Megan Friedman, by what you're doing, by writing these articles and presenting Rhonda in this manner, which, by the way, there's a lot of facts that cannot be refuted nor destroyed. Do you hear me? Okay, come closer. Let me say it again. There's a lot of facts that cannot be refuted nor destroyed regarding this. Let me just say that. I can't say any more than that. Okay? You know? Um, that's the thing about it. That's just... Right? You can't, you can't, you know, you can't brush the truth under a rug, Megan. 
you could try, which is what you're doing. You're trying to help them, and I hope you know that by what you're doing, you're aiding and abetting the police brutality. You're aiding and you're abetting the racism, the white toxicity, all of it. All of it. You see what I'm saying? That's what you're doing. You know? You know what I'm saying? That's what you're really doing. I don't know if you knew that, Megan Friedman. By you sitting here and dedicating time out your life to target the black woman, the black woman who's leaving, and the fact that you didn't just write one article about her leaving, but two articles about her leaving, like what the actual fuck is wrong with you, Megan Friedman? Like seriously. I need I need to understand, you know, I, I mean, I don't even need to fucking understand. I just know that that is bullshit. And on behalf of the comrades, the white comrades, who I personally know, who I could call right now and get anything from advice, support, encouragement, you name it, they'll provide it in a friendly way, in true solidarity. These are not the white people who Frederick Douglass was referring to. These are the type of people who help us advance and break out of the bullshit that your cracker-ass ancestors gave us. Let me tell you that. The fact that you would sit here and write back-to-back articles about a black woman, it's bullshit from start to finish. You know, the fact that as expressed by said victim of the gaslighting, Rhonda Caldwell, you know, she made attempts to have a meeting. Nobody wanted to dedicate themselves to anything. You know, she decided she wanted to move on. And even when she decided, you're not even giving her the opportunity. You're not giving her the um, support, the access, any of it for her to be effective in her role. Right? But then, but then on top of that, you turn around and you're trying to gaslight the living fuck out of her. Please tell me, somebody, how is that not a modern lynching? This is a modern lynching. That's what's happening. And the newspaper is the branch. And the writer, the journalist, is the rope. Megan Friedman, you're the rope. You are the rope. You're the one who tied the noose. Okay, you went from talking about the police commission, as I just explained. This woman went from reporting on the police commission in 2021 with Carrie Ellington and talking about the story and talking about Black Lives Matter bullshit, bitch, because if it did, you would still respect it. You would still respect it. If Black Lives Matter to you, Megan Friedman, you would not have sat here and found time in your life to write not just one articles about Rhonda Caldwell. That's just fucking ridiculous. So like I just said, this is a modern lynching. The New Haven Register is the branch and the journalist writing the story is the rope. And just like back then, they've gathered all the people to watch. Watch what happens when Negroes do not yield because really, that is what this is about. That is absolutely what this is about, I'm telling you. Because what I, I grapple with 
is the fact that, again, here's Rhonda saying, okay, I see that this isn't working for me. I'm parting ways, right? And I'm doing it in an amicable fashion. But still in all, you're still trying to gaslight her. What was the point of that? What was the point of that? And don't tell me it wasn't gaslighting. Because not only did you ensure to put her name, you put her picture out there. Megan, you did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did that. Megan Friedman, let me tell you something. If you call that being in solidarity, much less, I mean, it's not reporting. I don't know who's lying and telling you that you're doing objective reporting. Because if it were objective, what you would have done you would have reached out to Rhonda first and you would have attempted to, you know, hear her side first. But you know what you did, Megan? Because you're, like I said, you're the noose, okay? You're the rope. You did exactly what we expect you to do. You presumed her guilty immediately. Because why? (laughs) She's not the right shade. She's not the right shade. And what you're also doing, you're ensuring that her credibility, you're attempting to destroy her credibility. Why? What did I say? Well-behaved women seldom make history. Okay? And see, this is why on The Sound of Black and Brown we talk about white supremacy. Really. Because let me tell you something. Some of what I say, I know it's going to hurt, it's going to sting gonna sing, especially for the allies who've never heard some of what I'm referring to. Okay? Or the people who've never seen the world this way. Right? It's gonna sing. It's absolutely gonna sing. Right? But we have to talk about these things. We have to address the Megan Friedman. We have to address the Lauren Garrett. Okay? Because they are the problem. They are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? Malcolm X highlighted how the media can be used to reinforce racist attitudes and beliefs. And I'm telling you, I am telling you, by the way this article was written by Megan Friedman, that right there hits the nail. It hits the nail. It hits the nail. Why are you sitting here writing an article after the fact? After this woman resigned from the board. And then you misrepresent the facts. Right? You allegedly have all these emails. But how come you're only referencing Rhonda? You allegedly had all these conversations. Right? You went from Megan Friedman, you went from talking about Black Lives Matter in 2020. What, Black Lives Don't Matter no more now? Is that what you're trying to tell us all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to read this quote by our brother, Kwame Torrey. Black people are going to use the words they want to use, not just the words whites want to hear. And they will do this no matter how often the press tries to stop the use of the slogan by equating it with racism or separatism. You hear what the man just said? Let me read that again. 
this is from our brother, Kwame Tori, a.k.a. Stokey Carmichael. Black people are going to use the words they want to use, not just the words whites want to hear. And they will do this no matter how often the press tries to stop the use of the slogan by equating it with racism or separatism. What do you think about that? Facts. 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 The white, the white media is not for us, my friend. Mm-mm. The white media is not for us. The white media will do exactly what we're talking about right now. Okay? That's what, that's what they do. It's built and meant. It, it is the modern lynching tree. And the journalists, right, they're the, they're the rope. Huey Newton once said, I do not expect the white media to create positive black male images, facts, facts, facts. Why would they do that? Because you see, to portray a black or brown person in a positive light in the white media is problematic. You all should have learned that from Obama. Now, I'm not saying me and Barack are BFFs. What I'm saying is, is that this, what we're seeing here happening right now, being orchestrated by Megan Friedman and the New Haven Register is as old as slavery. Okay. All right. The media itself, the New Haven Register is the tree and the journalist, Megan Friedman, is the rope. Simple as that. It is as simple as that. The fact that you all have sat here and, and even allowed this article to be published. I mean, it's very telling New Haven Register. We're not surprised. I, I, you know, we're not surprised. We see you. We see you. And this is why you have to, you know, support, protect, and empower our platforms, my friends. You've got to protect us. Listen, slavery never ended. It just got revised. It is 2023, as discussed on yesterday's podcast. We got the civil rights handed. The civil rights movement was handed over to us. What the fuck did we do with it? What did we really do with it? We need our white allies to show themselves. We need them to to not just stand there and admire the bullshit, but to say, you know what? I'm going to approach so-and-so and I'm going to correct this shit today by any means necessary by any means necessary and it is possible Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be violent nobody said that Mm -mm. it is possible it doesn't have to be violent you could change laws you know we could change the way we talk we could change the way we presume black people guilty just by them being in the room Simple changes. We could challenge people like Megan Friedman and Lauren Garrett. As our friend Kathy in the chat says, we could decenter whiteness. Right? Because you see, again, we we got as far as the civil rights movement. We said, aha, that's enough now. That's enough. We can't have them having too much power. Cut it out. Okay? And you see, what really happened was, they didn't stop the lynching. They just revised it. When you see 
a media outlet aggressively pursuing somebody to this degree. Okay, that's a lynching. That's a public lynching. Okay, and I'm telling you, they're going to gatekeep the fuck out of that article because why? They're dedicated to bringing us down. When you as a black or brown person, and I, I'm speaking to, you know, our um, racist here, not, you know, the racist that might be tuning in, you know, to try to take me down. Let me tell you all, we, we know about you all. What you all do is when we become too powerful, you all try to burn us down. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing. When I say powerful, I don't mean in the sense of, well, I, what I'll say is I mean just in the sense of when we start to make an impact, when we start to challenge your bullshit, when we start to demand and expect more, we're a problem. When we speak how we feel and not like people who yield, that's problematic. And you'll take to social media. So let's talk about the Hamden Crime Watchers now. There is a whole group of people, angry white people, right? And of course, you know, the Uncle Toms, the Sambos, the sellouts, them people, okay? And that group is dedicated to maintaining the whiteness. You hear me? The toxicity, right? Right now, they're having a field day with this article. Why? Look at who's at the center of it. Two days in a row. Well, almost in a row. The fourth and the eighth. Now, the funny thing about it is, if you've ever written or had to um, submit an article for approval, an op-ed or something... Usually the people say, oh, we need like a couple of days, blah, 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 all that bullfuckery, right? By the good miracle, I guess, of editing software, they were able to review and um, approve both of Megan's article pretty quick. Mm-hmm. This is why I say a lot of black and brown people do not read the register. It's not a paper for us. It is not a paper force. It's definitely a paper against us. I have seen more negativity from the New Haven Register than positivity, right? And this here by Megan Friedman is a good example of that. The fact that this woman, as I just laid out the timeline, 2021, here's Megan Friedman talking about, you know, yeah, we got to, well, reporting on improving the Hamden Police Commission. Mm-hmm. Two years later, she's trying to denounce one of the key people who led that fight. And you're telling me that we're supposed to follow this shit and believe that what? And she knows what she's doing. Megan, I know you know what you're doing. You sat right there and made sure because in comparison to the articles you've written in the past regarding the you know, Hamden Police Commission, this is the only one that I've seen where you directly identified someone boldly in this way and emphasized it. Mm-hmm. That's some serious lynching right there. So clearly, Rhonda struck a nerve. Somebody's pissed and somebody's trying to make sure she's burnt all the way down, Lauren Garrett. You seem kind of suspicious. I mean, are you going to say you didn't know about this article, too, just like you didn't know about the FOIA request, and that's why you destroyed public records, as I was informed? 
And you can see all of this in the register if you just go in and search for Hamden Police Commission. All the articles I just outlined are right there for you to look at. Each one progresses to this point. I mean, again, here's Megan Friedman, white reporter, 2021, talking about all the reasons why the Hamden Police Department needs to be challenged and changed and there needs to be change in the commission and she's reporting on that. And then she progresses into talking about the different obstacles, you know, you know, the FOIA being ignored, the obstacle with the union contract. But then she switches and it's all about Rhonda leaving the commission. And she didn't just do it in one article either. It had to be more than one. Why is that? Why is that? Why are you trying to make something out of a small thing? Rhonda didn't, you know, I don't know, push a table over. She didn't cuss anybody out. She didn't not inform. As said in the chat there, it's white feminism. That's that toxic white feminism shit. Okay. Here is Megan Friedman really, really identifying the slave who's about to be lynched. See, make sure you know her name. On July 4th, she wrote that article. She put Rhonda's picture up there. She put her whole government up there. Right. She <laughs> ensured that she painted the picture that Rhonda's the problematic one. She left out a lot of details there. But did she really leave it out by accident? I'll say no, because like I said, guys, I have some scoop like ice cream. And my understanding is there's some serious emails in circulation. But like I also said, this has happened because the police commission itself, really, at this point, what is its purpose? If you all are going to have sidebar conversations and misrepresent facts, then what is the point of having a meeting at all? Just to say you did it. And why would you allow one of the commission members, who happens to have been someone who was historically problematic, racist, I mean, like I just mentioned, this woman even talked about people's hair. How are you a member of any police commission in 2023 in Connecticut, which, by the way, passed the Hair Act. They didn't make it into a study. The Crown Act, I should say. I say Hair Act because it is about your hair. It is, but your hair is your crown. So don't come for me. I'm pissed off right now. But you know what I mean. You know? How do, you, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about knowing that there's somebody on a police commission who has the nerve to make comments about black women's hair? Does that sound like a white person who cares to you about equity, diversity, inclusivity? I'd say no. I would say it sounds more like a very, very toxic white woman, a Karen, a problem. And now, interestingly, that individual, Elaine Dove, is not as heavily uh, represented in these, whatever you want to call that shit, rants, articles. I don't even know what to call it. I'm so incensed by it. I'm so angry. Now, here's the other part of this, right? 
So let's switch gears. I see my friend um, from the Hamden Tenant Union is in here. And that's the thing, because right now in Hamden, we have people whose housing is being literally taken away from them. We have some lawyers who are being allowed to abuse their tenants. And the mayor knows about that. The mayor is quite aware. Where's the reporting on that, Megan Friedman? I don't see you reporting on that. Mm-mm. I don't see you reporting on Sarah Monte at all. And all the shit that's going on over there. All the nonsense. All the um, work that has not been done on the property. Right? So you all threatening to evict people. And you treat your tenants like shit. You're not fixing the property. And they're getting away with it. And who knows about that? The mayor knows about that. I mean, it's so interesting what the mayor of Hamden chooses to comment on, don't you all think? Don't you all find it interesting that she really cherry-picks her commentary? Sounds like white supremacy to me. Sounds like white supremacy to me. And it pisses me off every single time because I know white people who are not like that. I personally do. You know, I personally do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, those are not the ones who end up in these positions. Unfortunately, the Lauren Garrett's of the world who exploit the movement for their gain, they're the ones who get elected into being mayor. Okay? Because they get to do it, as we discussed on yesterday's episode. Right? They get to do it. They get to use our movement for their gain. Dustin Elliker did it. He did it. Mm-hmm. He did it. Okay? You drive around New Haven right now, as I did earlier. You could look around and you could see how many streets could use some cleaning. You know, the grass could get some cutting. That's an opportunity to create jobs in our community right here, right now. Real jobs. So we could have money floating back in. And instead of doing it, he has every excuse. A plaster for every store. But that's okay because over by East Rock, they make sure, you know, over by Yale, all over there, that, that gets attended to. That gets attended to. And when it's convenient, we will also hold press conferences um, highlighting bad employed, black and brown employees. When it's convenient, we suddenly care about the tent cities and Oh, we gave them all this opportunity when it's convenient. This is the white media in action. It's not just convenience. This is oppression. Keep telling you all, the slavery never ended. It just got revived. We are here right now witnessing an attempt at a lynching. And I say it's an attempt because he who laughs, laughs, laughs best. And that's what's about to happen, Megan, because you decided to protect your little white friends and do things the white way. And I'm telling you, you know, you might want to start thinking about a different way of approaching this real fast. Because I don't know if you're going to be able to handle the information that's about to come forward. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. You know, and I say that because there are other people on the police commission past and present, who are not black or brown, who have issues with the commission. We need those people 
the white people to step up now. We need them to say, okay, Megan Friedman, you did not need to write about Rhonda Caldwell, who was one of the leaders who inspired the changes to the police commission. You don't need to gaslight her in two different articles. You could have just left it to one. You need to step up and say to the mayor of Hamden, it's bad enough that our houselessness, our housing insecurity is continually increasing and you're playing it down. That's bad enough. It's bad enough that, you know, we have a 911 system where now the officers responding will tell you, I wish I could help you, but I can't because now the law tells me I can't do this. I mean, it's bullshit all around. These people run their tickets on our needs and our wants, and then what do they do? They get what they squeeze it like juice, they get what they want, and that's the end of that. We can't let this continue to happen. It, it, it cannot continue to happen. It cannot continue to happen. But we need the white people to call out the bullshit. Okay? We don't need the white liberals who are going to flip-flop. Lauren Garrett is an example of who Malcolm X referred to when he spoke of the white liberals. Megan Friedman is an example of that. Okay? Because this is what they do. They pretend to care when it's convenient to them. Now, when it's no longer necessary, they burn you down. They burn you down. And in this state right here, okay, letter from Birmingham Jail. That's right, Kathy. Kathy just wrote in the chat the letter from Birmingham Jail. That's correct. All of that. All of that. The <laughs> I mean, it just goes on and on. But we cannot. We have to realize the culture in Connecticut is subliminal racism. We need to denormalize that shit. We need to identify it, challenge it, and deal with it. Okay? No more white people walking around saying, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. Because in this case right here, Rhonda, like many others, you're going to find the Uncle Toms, the Stellops, the one who decided to support the bullshit from the white people. Okay? I get it. You might want to challenge that one person. But that doesn't mean that you stay quiet about the entire thing. Because this is somebody's life here. This is somebody's livelihood. Okay? So what are we going to do, Connecticut? Are we going to continue to run on white supremacy? I said it before. I'll say it again. Connecticut was a red state for a long time. And capitalism is very successful where there's a lack of empathy. Very successful. Illustrating a black woman as an arrogant, unfit, whatever other words that I really don't want to say, just to suit your bullshit is just another example of the white supremacy. This is a lynching. And it's not just happening in Hamden. It happens in, in New Haven. It happens in other towns, right? This is what they do when they want to silence you. When they decide, like, I need to shut you the fuck up because if you keep talking, I might not be able to continue. And if we're really about progress, then why can't you take why can't you take feedback? How do you expect anything to change with the absence of feedback? That means you don't want the feedback. That means you want things to stay just as they are because it suits 
you. It saves you money. It keeps your privilege, your white power protected. That's what that is. So for all of you who decided that, you know, you're going to read the bullshit, believe the bullshit, and promote the bullshit, you're part of the problem too. And if you're going to stay here and try to convince me, well, um, you know, she got what she deserves. She shouldn't have been, she shouldn't have been uh, this, that, or whatever other fucker you decide to come up with, right? You're wrong. You just justified the bullshit when you talk like that. See, Valerie said that too. Absolutely did. Absolutely did. Right. You can't, Valerie Horsley is who I'm referring to. Valerie Horsley, she was another one. She was, (laughs) she was another one. (laughs) She was another one. I laugh, I laugh because I'm smiling with the person who wrote that because we know exactly about that person. That person right there played that game. Let me tell you all about Valerie Horsley. Valerie Horsley is running around here giving um, a flying fuck about, oh, Amy, it's you. I thought you were Kathy. Whoops. Um, Valerie Horsley lied to us all about, you know, giving a flying fuck about black and brown people, right? She played the role of the white liberal. She showed up to the march. She, you know, said all the white things at the white time. She posed with the white people in the white places. And then she even supported the white man who she felt best supported her needs. And then she said to hell with the black people. See? Right, Amy? Does that sound about about white? Okay. That's what she did. And then when she got called out, guess what she did? She tried to burn it all down. Yes. Because that's what they do when they cannot handle the challenge. Right? She, Yep, she called the police. Because that's what they do. How do you go from saying Black Lives Matter, I'm against police brutality, to calling the police on black people who called you out? They didn't do nothing to you except call you out. How does that work, Amy? Please tell me. Mm-hmm. How does that work? It doesn't. It doesn't work. It's white, it's toxic white feminism. It's toxic white feminism. Very, very, very toxic. You have to add that toxic in big, bad, bold letters, you know? And if we are true about change in this state, we have to address that. Because the truth is, too many black and brown people get shoved out of their own spaces because of toxic white feminism. We see it in the nonprofit sector. Mm -hmm. How do you have a whole sector, nonprofit, so many black and brown poor people, but you don't see us represented in these nonprofits in leadership? You don't. Not as much as you would expect for the need, for the service. You know, you don't see it, right? Because it looks better to have the cute white girl speak on TV about how much she's helping her com- the community, the black people. And you're telling me that's not white saviorism? You're telling me that that's not biased media? You're telling me that 
that's not problematic. Of course it is. Of course it is. Right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Of course it is. Sorry, dry cough, dry ear. You know? <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I don't have COVID. Don't come for me. Um, Just a dry ear. You know, because my throat is dry from talking about this shit. I can't even lie. I was just, you know, blown away when I saw that article. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what to say, to be quite frank. The latest article on Rhonda. I, I was just like, what the fuck? You know? <clears throat> but again... None of this surprises me because this is the cycle. This is what they do. She was deemed problematic. Shove her out of the way. Okay, shove her out of the way, but before we do that, let's set her on fire. We're not well represented. Here you have someone who is from the community, elected by the community, supported by the community, but you don't want her in there. Why? Because she is for the community. And here come the white people. To shove her out of the way. My question is, how much is too much to you? How much is too much? When do we actually say this shit has to stop today? When do we actually say today is the day we're going to make sure this doesn't happen anymore? When are we going to go back and have that energy that we had during the civil rights movement? Right, because like I said before, and Rhonda also expressed this, we got handed the baton. What did we do with it? What did we do with it? Yep, SNCC, all of it. Right, let me tell you something. When black and brown people come together and organize together, it scares the fuck out of the government. And that is why they shove us out of our spaces. That is why they have to make sure we know from the street to the ballot who's in control. And what we need is, right, I'm not saying that we're always going to work together because there are matters that we have to handle separately. But this is one where I need to see the white people, the real, real comrades get up now. Right? This is where we need you to go back to that time in the civil rights movement where we had white people who were willing to tell other white people, shut the fuck up, okay? Cut it out. And not only that, they were willing to vote them out. They were willing to create positions and show respect. We need that. We need that. We really need that. Think about it. We're post-COVID. We're post-COVID, right? So they're going to want to protect their privilege. They being the white people who do not want to lose their wealth and their power. They want to protect that. They want to make sure their kids still have access to the good food, the good schools, the good houses, right? So don't be surprised by the whites who hang around in democratic spaces but really have Republican faces. Don't be surprised, right? Yes, an anti-racist above party. Yes, all of it. All of it, it has to happen. Because we're getting, we're getting hit from all sides out here. Don't think when we don't do this work, don't think we don't get a clap back. Oh, I could tell you about that for days. 
You kidding me? I could tell you that for days, right? I've had to and continue to have to deal with that because unfortunately, while Connecticut says it's progressive, while it, it, it wants to portray this image of being so diverse and respectful and all this other horse shit it sells in the media, it really is none of that. It's, you know, it's tolerant of our existence and presence. And I'm speaking it how I feel it and see it. Okay, and if you disagree with that, prove me wrong. But until we see these systems change, until we have a black governor, okay, a black female governor in Connecticut, show me a bad. Show me we could do that. Show me we could have more black and brown people in high spaces, okay? Show me that we could progress upwards and be empowered and supported along the way. Really, show me you won't be afraid of your white power being threatened. And I'll say, okay, show me that. But that's what we need. We need that. We need the people who say, you know, fuck this white power, okay? And they take out, chant down the ones who uphold that idiotic, selfish, racist way. That's just white supremacy. Stop allowing the white supremacy, Connecticut. Get up and stand up. There's so many white people who are poor, who are part of the working poor, who may not understand what it's like for their skin to be a weapon, but they damn sure know what it's like when you can't afford to make a decision between buying groceries and paying your damn car note. Okay? We need those people to say, you know what? I'm pissed off too. So let's all be pissed off together. And I'm going to start helping you lift yourself up because it's reciprocal. That's what needs to happen. But don't sit there and buy popcorn and watch this shit. This is not a movie on Lifetime, okay? This is not TMZ. This is somebody's real life, and this should not be supported. It should not be condoned. This type of gaslighting that's being purported by the New Haven Register, like I said it again, the register is the lynching tree. The reporter is the noose. That's the rope. So what you're going to do about it, Connecticut, you're going to continue um, this trend of our black and brown leaders being attacked and demoralized and disenfranchised in this way? Or are you going to get up and stand up and realize that the time is now? What did you learn from COVID? What did you learn? And what are you seeing now? And if you don't change it, if things remain the same as we see it right now, if they had no shame in killing George Floyd in the midst of a historic world pandemic, what do you think they're going to do next? You tell me. So, we're going to continue this talk. You know, hopefully our friend Rondo will be back on to share some updates and more good things happening. Please look out for our friends from Hamden Action Now. We need them in the fight too, right? And if you're one of our allies who's out here, who's you know, vested in this work, we appreciate you. Thank you for being there for us. And for all y'all tuning in, my black and brown brothers and sisters,